Hey Creepers, welcome to the Mrs. Night Terror Podcast. Join me as I tell you spooky, shocking, and scary bedtime tales. Each story I tell is a fictional narrative, so don't worry too much about it coming true. If you think you can handle it, listen closely and imagine yourself being part of each and every story I tell. First, I want to say thank you to each and every listener out there. This is the next episode of the podcast, and it surely won't be the last. If you enjoy what you hear, be sure to give me a follow on Instagram at Mrs. Night Terror and leave a comment about what you enjoyed the most. I also have a Patreon page where I share scary artwork, alternative endings, and other behind-the-scenes details about the ins and outs of being Mrs. Night Terror. Tonight's twisted tale is called Halloween Tricks and Treats. In a small, quiet town nestled between rolling hills and thick woods, Halloween was a special night. St. Ferry was a close-knit town with a long history. October 31st was a night when the children dressed up in costumes, parading the streets, collecting candy, and basking in the spooky atmosphere. Five friends had something different in mind for Halloween. This Halloween was going to be epic, It wasn't a year for treats, but a year for tricks. They decided to play a prank on a classmate, a prank that would change their lives forever. The group of five consisted of Rachel, the mastermind, Sam, Josh, Emily, and Philip. They had been friends for years and were known throughout their school for their mischievous nature. They often hid test papers, changed their grades, and pulled the fire alarm. This Halloween, they decided to invite the new girl in town, Sarah to join them for a night of trick or treating, but their true intentions were far from innocent. As the sun dipped below the horizon on that eerie October evening, the group met up at Rachel's house. Rachel, dressed as a wicked witch, led the way with a sinister grin on her face. The friends discussed their plans for the night and waited for Sarah to arrive. This was Sarah's first year living in St. Ferry, and her first time having a large group of friends. She moved to the town to live with her grandparents after her mother was sent away to the hospital for mental health treatment. She was homeschooled her whole life and had never even been trick or treating. As she walked toward Rachel's house in her wholesome angel costume, she couldn't wait for the festivities to begin. Sarah knocked on Rachel's door and was quickly met with encouragement and hugs. Come in, they all said. We are almost ready to go. Rachel looked at Sarah. Oh no, Sarah, your costume is much too pure. She handed Sarah a devil's mask, urging her to put it on. Sarah, who had no idea what she was in for, hesitated for a moment before finally giving in, pulling the mask over her face. With Sarah donning the devil's mask, the group set out, going door to door in their neighborhood, collecting candy and sharing laughs. Sarah seemed to be having a wonderful time, unaware of the plot that was brewing around her. As the night grew darker, Rachel suggested they visit the old abandoned house at the edge of town, a place rumored to be haunted for decades. The idea sent shivers down Sarah's spine, but the others eagerly agreed and curiosity got the better of her. 
She didn't want to be seen as a coward, so she reluctantly followed them to the ominous house. The moon cast an eerie glow on the dilapidated structure, and the overgrown ivy seemed to be reaching out to grab anyone who dared enter. The creaking, rusted gate opened with a haunting moan, setting the stage for what was about to unfold. Three of the friends, Sam, Josh, and Emily, had agreed to hide inside the abandoned house and scare Sarah when she entered. The plan was simple. They would jump out, scream, and pull her mask off. Philip would record the whole thing, and they would send it to the whole school. They wanted to scare Sarah and embarrass her just enough without going overboard. They liked pushing limits without being too criminal. But little did they know that someone else was hiding within the darkness of the decaying building. If you enjoy this podcast and are considering hosting one of your own, check out my links in the description box. Buzzsprout is an easy-to-use podcast hosting platform that not only provides you with a variety of options, but also helps you integrate your podcast on other platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now, back to our story. As the group approached the front door, Sarah hesitated for a moment. She felt a wave of unease wash over her, but Rachel, grinning wickedly, pushed her forward, encouraging her to enter. The door swung open with a haunting creak, revealing a dimly candle-lit, dusty interior filled with cobwebs and ancient, decaying furniture. Sarah cautiously stepped inside, her heart pounding in her chest. Suddenly, Sam, Josh, and Emily jumped out from their hiding spots, screaming and cackling like witches. Sarah let out a blood-curdling scream, ripping off her mask in terror. But before the laughter and adrenaline could subside, something truly scary happened. From the shadows, a man emerged. He lunged at the three pranksters, catching them off guard and restraining them with surprising strength. Sarah panicked and froze with fear. Her knees were weak and her head spinning. Rachel ran from the house, only to stumble and fall halfway down the driveway. Her costume became tangled in the cracked concrete as she lay screaming for help. Philip continued to record from outside the door. He watched as the man bound his friends with rope. Then the door slammed shut. Inside the home, panicked and bewildered, the three friends struggled, but they were no match for the large man. He swiftly bound them by their hands and feet, leaving them helpless and terrified. Then, one by one, he dragged them into a large padded room, locking them in makeshift traps leading them to contemplate their cruel Halloween prank gone horribly wrong. Sarah, who had managed to avoid capture by the man, was now caught between a rock and a hard place. The terror she felt was real, and her classmates were in real danger. She couldn't leave them behind, and she had to figure out a way to rescue her friends. But part of her wanted to run. She contemplated how to get help. But would anyone even believe her? After all, it was a night of tricks and mischief. Sarah cautiously moved through the gloomy, decrepit house, her heart pounding as she searched for a way to free her captive friends. As she crept down the dimly lit hallway, 
she overheard the man muttering to himself in one of the rooms. I just wanted to help her, he whispered, his voice tinged with madness. I couldn't let them harm her, not on this night. Sarah's curiosity got the better of her, and she inched closer to the door, listening intently. It was then that she realized that the man, despite his terrifying appearance, believed he was protecting her from her friends. As she peeked into the room, she saw the man meticulously rocking back and forth with tears in his eyes. The man's obsession with protecting her had driven him to madness, but Sarah realized that he had no intention of harming her friends. He subdued them to save her from their sinister prank. After watching the man for a while, Sarah became confused. What else were her friends planning? Were they going to hurt her? Was the whole night just a trick to fulfill some type of sick fantasy? If the man was protecting her, was he actually bad? Or was it her friends who were the real problem? Were they even her friends at all? Sarah peeked around the corner looking into what looked like an office of some sort. Looking closer, she saw that the man was looking at a monitor which showed each room of the abandoned house. She struck up a conversation with the man, who introduced himself as Max. As she spoke to him, she learned that Max had suffered a tragic loss on Halloween many years ago, in this very house, and the memories of that night had driven him to the brink of insanity. He had taken it upon himself to ensure that no harm would come to anyone on Halloween, even if it meant trapping those he perceived as threats. He told her how he reached out to the mayor, begging him to demolish this house, or have police patrol the area. He pleaded with him to not allow any more Halloween pranks to take place on the property. But when the mayor refused to take action, Max placed cameras around the house and decided to monitor the place himself. Sarah asked Max if she could see the cameras. She was curious to see what her friends were doing. As she watched the screen, her curiosity turned to anger when she watched. She could hear them talking about the nightmare that had occurred. None of them had any remorse, and they began to blame Sarah. Each of them talked about their plan to expose Sarah as the villain. Sarah began to cry. She truly thought these kids liked her. She really thought she finally had friends. But now she knew. It was all a prank. Her anger turned into rage. She looked at Max and asked him what his plan was. He froze. I don't know, he said. I didn't think this far ahead. As they spoke, they heard footsteps coming down the hallway. They could hear whispers coming closer to their makeshift camera room. They checked the screen and saw Rachel and Philip. They were calling out the names of the other Sam, Josh, and Emily, but not Sarah. They don't even care if I'm okay, Sarah said as she wiped her tears. She asked Max if he could do her a favor. She wanted this prank to be on them, not her. Max stood up, went out to the hallway, and waited in the shadows. As Rachel and Philip approached him, he grabbed them, pulling them into the room with their three friends. He tied their hands and ankles together, anchoring them to the floorboards. They cried out, begging to be let go, telling him the prank has gone far enough, pleading for forgiveness. 
asking him to free them so they can go home. Max didn't say a word. He simply backed out of the room and allowed Sarah to make her presence known. Sarah, we are so relieved to see you. Please, help us. They all grew excited to see their dear friend. Sarah pulled her mask over her face and began to laugh. The faces of the five friends looked panicked as Sarah laughed louder and louder. She walked around to each person. She stepped on their fingers, toes, and necks as she made her rounds. She wasn't sure how far she wanted to take the prank until the leader, Rachel, spoke. We never liked you anyway, Sarah. You were just a loser who was easy to fool. Sarah took out a box of matches. Her mind was made up. She knew what she was going to do. She lit the match and tossed it onto Rachel's very flammable costume. She watched her burn. She listened to her painful screams, and she laughed while the others cried out for their friend. Rachel's burning body ignited Philip, and eventually, the fire spread to each and every friend in the room. Sarah watched as long as she could until she knew it was time to leave. She grabbed Max and told him to run. She told him to leave and never come back to this place. Max got into his car and left in a hurry, while Sarah stood out front and watched the whole house burn. As we draw the curtains on this chilling tale, our hearts still racing and our minds haunted by the echoes of the unknown, remember that the darkness we've explored is but a glimpse into the abyss that dwells within us all. In the realm of the mysterious, we find both terror and fascination, and in these shadows we confront the depths of human nature and the uncharted territories of the universe. Thanks to each and every creeper out there who takes time out of their day to listen to my horrifying stories. Remember to follow me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, or check out my website, mrsnightterror.store for more chilling tales, delicious Halloween-inspired recipes, and amazingly horrific merch. And creepers! If you have always been interested in podcasting or storytelling, but have doubts about using your own voice, you may be interested in Lovo.ai. Lovo.ai was an incredible find. It allows me to use my own voice, and I'm able to upload and edit my podcast all on one platform. It saves me hours of recording and editing, which allows me to create more content for my lovely creepers. If you are interested in Lovo.ai, be sure to check out the link in my description. And fear not, for as you step back into the realm of the familiar, let the shivers down your spine remind you that life's greatest mysteries are the ones that keep us awake at night beckoning us to peer into the abyss and challenge the boundaries of our understanding. Until next time, dear listeners, may your dreams be undisturbed, and may you find peace in the light of day. Good night, and sweet dreams, if you dare.